You want to sort out your education. You want to sort out your finances. You want to sort out your family. You want to keep your family face. You vote for the blood of Jesus party. You vote every single day for it. You yeah. get up in your quiet time. Hey. And oh. you, yeah. you apply uh, the blood of Jesus. Oh. Open up your Bibles because it's time for truth. It's time for truth. Listen carefully because these words are all for you. Open up your Bibles because it's time for truth. It's time for truth. Listen carefully because these words are all for you. It's not my show. But it's my show. It's not my show. It's not my show. But it's my show. It's not my show. It's not my show. But it's my show. It's not my show. But it's my show. It's not my show. Active FM. This is our show. Let's talk. Yeah. So we're going to be talking very inspirational, you know, um, topic that we're going to be having and it's very simple left with no purpose we inspiring you there right there where you are but right now you don't have strength to to move on you don't have hope to see the better promise the better future for your life so that's what we're going to be uh talking about and in this show i'm going to be you know uh playing two roles for mr you know uh musa Wenguenya is <laughs> so I'm trying to be to sound like him. Is is not here but is gonna be here. He hasn't left, he's a faithful guy. Myself, I am Rwando from Johannesburg in the South. That's where we are. We do every week we have these shows and please make sure that you check them out. So we're talking about left with no purpose. And I've actually written some stuff down. And it's stuff that you know, you know, there, there are things in life that give us the encouragement or inspire us, you know, to, to live on, to carry on with life. Give, they give us the sense, you understand, of a sense of something that we're living for. So, you know, in life, there, there are things, you know, uh, people, relationships, events, opportunities, projects that really drive us or give us a sense of purpose, you know. And whenever we live, we always live towards that purpose. But unfortunately, most of the times what happens is that we, we, we get disappointed because now the, what gives you the sense of purpose, you know, gets changed or it's broken. Something happens to it. You know what I'm saying? And, and probably it's a relationship. You know, some, someone... Maybe they found you and you were not doing well and you find this person and they were so supportive and all that. Maybe you lose the person. It's very bad. You know what I'm saying? And um, now when the person is not there, you just see no purpose of, of, of living. You know, I know this with many people where they would have a mother and the mother was like everything to them. And when she passes away, it's just another story. You know, sometimes will be parents being together, but when parents, they divorce... Um, everything just changes in the child's life. Sometimes it's an opportunity, maybe a project that you are in, and we live in a world and there's people, we are, cor- we are corrupt. You know, you start this awesome project and someone just hijacks your, your idea. You know what I'm saying? And probably that's the thing that you were pouring your life for, and next thing there you are, now it's all lost. Your effort is wasted. Do you know what I'm saying? And right there, because now, this, the thing, the very thing that you were living for, the very thing that used to drive you in the morning, you know, to, to, to work, to research, to work hard, has been taken away from you. You know, maybe, maybe opportunities, you know, we, we, during days, you know, in, in our daily, 
you know, a, a life, we have opportunities. We meet with people and all that, and they, they, they're promising so much, and we, have, we put so much towards these opportunities, these deals that we have. Next thing, there you are. You know, you're disappointed, and maybe the project is not approved. Uh, people that you're partnering with, they decide to actually just, you know, uh, come out of the project. They drop you off. And uh, we have, these are different things. You know, I know specific, there are people who really don't like this life of, you know, paying around all that. They would love to have like a serious person, you know, be married to someone, start a family and all that. I know that with, with some of my uh, our close siblings, but what happened is that when they think they found the right person and... Next thing, guess what? The person is not the person that they thought, you know, uh, uh, was. And now, I remember last week, something that was very disturbing. I know it's, our, it's the world that we live in. So, there were these two guys, and they did... <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> but it's interesting. Probably they do it in also, also in other countries. So, they would go interview these couples... And it will tell them that we're going to test your faithfulness. And these couples wouldn't know what they, they were going to do, what the test would be. And then they would say, we need to look at your phones. And when they go through the phones, they find out that, you know, the other person is not faithful. And people, I, I mean, there's a guy who actually cried when he realized that his girlfriend was cheating on him. It was very bad. And... They went to one of the universities, which is best. <laughs> it was very bad. People were disappointed. People were disappointed. It was so very, it was so bad. It was so bad. I know it's something that, you know, we, we have in our world. And probably we have, you know, we treat as something that's normal. And we go on with it. And there was just hectic stuff that was happening. And one guy was even like, you know, um, you know, to her girlfriend, she was standing before him and he actually said, it's just, you know, uh, she's not satisfied. She's boring me in the bed. I'm like, dude, can you say that? But unfortunately, it's the world that we live in. But you listening, you can change. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's how... You, you, that's something that you wake up to, you find out that's how your boyfriend thinks of you or someone else at work thinks of you, you know. Uh, so we have different things that can happen into our lives and we lose the sense, you know, of the hope that we're living for. And, you know, I can be wrong, but I believe that um, it's, it's so bad because other people look at this thing like, you know, it's the norm. Understand, but... People grow up with these things. People, they grow up with these things and they, they, they carry these things into marriage. You know what I'm saying? It's not like there's a certain age. I know people say it's a stage. No, there's no such thing. You carry this thing to, your, to, to, to the next stage. And the more you do it, the more you, know, you, you get rooted into it. And I've actually seen married people, and it's so bad, married people... You know, fighting, fighting for someone who's not even married. Leaving the wife behind at home, the kids at home. It's very bad and they're fighting, you know, to just have this other person. Now, imagine a country that's built on such structure. Imagine a country. Imagine such families where men are not faithful, where women are not faithful. 
You know what I'm saying? And now it's not the right environment for kids to, to, to grow in because they're going to, you know, do the same thing. And I was just thinking probably in, in one of the universities, most of these universities in our country, only out of 100%, I believe probably, because if I say 10% of couples are very serious about each other, I think it's actually 5%. Imagine the whole university, only 5% of the couples that are found there are serious. I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about the students. There are people who are studying there who are married and stuff like I'm just talking about the, these young people, these students. And for me, I was just thinking to say, you know, it's a problem we have in our country. It's a problem that we have in our society. Not just in our country, it's a problem that people have in other countries. You know what I'm saying? Imagine being with a person and they believe, wow, this is my babe, this is my everything, and everything will go well. Next thing, what happens is that the, the person's heart is not even with you. You know, it's actually about them just satisfying their feelings and all that. And I, I know I didn't plan to touch on that, but it's, it's, it's happening, you know. And I believe, that's why we talk about God. We normally say this is the soul that talks about things that matter. And I believe this thing, this thing matters. Because this is one of the things that consume us as people. Probably 50%, 80% of your life is just consumed, you know, uh, uh, by the person that you love. Or the person that you're dreaming about. Dreaming about having the right person. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is part of who we are and this consumes us. And if the most thing that consumes us, we're not even getting it right. Then we have, we have a problem. We have a problem. I remember doing a research about... Um, so how the government in America actually just started, you know, uh, destroying the structure of your African-American people because they, they had stable, you know, uh, families. And I was just doing a research. And while I was doing the research, I realized something that, you know, an economy of a country will always be affected when the family structure is not right. Because I've, I've seen it with myself, I've seen it with people, not all the times, but I've actually seen, most of the times, I've seen it with people that are being raised by a father and a mother in a right home. The way they work is different. They deliver. You know, they, they know what they're here for. You know, but I've seen it with some of us, you know, without, obviously we grow out of it, but it takes time. But some people, they never grow out of it. You know, we, 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 we're not disciplined to come to work at the right time. You know, we, we take time to deliver. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because it's not something that we, we, we trained as we grow to do. You know, and where there's no deliverance in terms of products or anything, it affects the economy. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've actually seen it. People are not faithful. People cannot be trusted. I've seen it with some people that, you know, we, we, we always with that the person would be moving from one company to another company. And the first company was actually spending money in terms of training them after they, they got the training. Why? Because they, because of them chasing the money, they will move from one company that invested in them to another company because they're chasing money. And that's not faithfulness. And faithfulness is something that we learn at home. So you would be amazed how a broken family structure affects the economy of the country. Of the country, we can actually trace that to to to, to what back to 
the family structure. So I'm just looking at those things and say, you know, um, so we live in these moments where, where I guess that's how the world is. And I cannot say in these moments, I believe these moments have been here and they have been worse moments even before. But the most important thing is that what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to talk about people who really fought. These guys, they, they, they fought hard. And at the end of the day, I believe when they, they, they knew that, you know, that the last day was close to them, they had peace because they knew that they fought for something. So I don't know if you have ever heard about the man called John Wycliffe. John Wycliffe. I'm going to be talking about John Wycliffe. So I'm just going to give you uh, when he was born. It's just more information. So he was born around uh, 1320, uh, 31st of December. He was an English scholastic philosopher, theologian, biblical translator, reformer, priest, and a seminary professor at the University of Oxford. He became an influential dissident with the Roman Catholic priesthood during the 14th century and is considered an important predecessor to Protestantism. So, this guy fought hard. Because at that time, the Bible was not allowed to be translated into any, any, any language. And he fought because also what was being taught was not really the stuff that was in the original Bible and the Bible was being manipulated, things were added, you know, Catholic Church has its own Bible and anyone, because these guys were powerful and you, you can imagine this was like a kingdom, this was like an empire under the, 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 the Catholic Church because they were ruling, there were kings that were, were Catholic Church and all that. So whenever you would rise and say something that's different, you would just be going against this different, you know, Pope, uh, uh, kings, and all that. So, now, he had to go through that. He had to fight through that. There were threats, you know, towards his life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Stuff, some of the stuff that he wrote will be banned. And to a point where some of these reformers, he was, he, he, I believe, he was the, the, the leader. He was the person who started reformation. And some of these reformers were actually executed. They were killed. You know what I'm saying? But he never allowed fear. He never allowed, you know, disappointment to actually stop him from doing the right thing. And because of that, he became the person who gave other people the platform to actually do something that goes against the system of that time. So you also have a guy... Uh, his name is Galileo. I don't uh, probably know this guy. You should, know, you, should know, you should know this guy. And um, so he was born around 1564, 88 January. And um, he was an Italian astronomer, physicist, and engineer, sometimes described as a polymath from uh, Pisa. Galileo had been called the father of of observational astronomy, the father of modern physics, and the father of scientific method, and the father of modern science. Now, this guy was a believer. <laughs> uh, I remember when I was reading this guy's letter. Now you need to understand because what was happening at that time when uh, Nicholas 
Copernicus, you know, came with this theory, the whole, you know, when he discovered the, 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 this, our solar system and where the sun is the center of our solar system. And it really didn't go, you know, together. It didn't match. It was something that was contrary to what the Catholic Church, you know, taught. And they were threatened by, by this, you know, philosophy, by this, you know, uh, 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 new discovery. So now what happened was that they, will, they ban uh, a Copernicus stuff. They, they, they actually didn't allow people to talk about it. And this guy now, when Galileo, you know, he was at school and doing his studies and all that, he came to a point where he, he had a disagreement with the views of Aristotle. Now he believed and he agreed with what Nicholas Copernicus discovered. And there's a time when actually the, 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 the church, uh, we call it the church, I don't, I don't regard them as the church, the Catholic church, you know, they, they actually, so what they will do, they will exile people, they will stop you from preaching and stuff like that. So that's what they, they did to him, you know what I'm saying? And I remember, so he wrote this letter to one of his uh, either sibling or his uh, student. He was actually talking about how people, they will translate the scripture in a wrong way. They, they will teach about the scripture, but they don't even understand the scripture because according to him, he was able to find scriptures that supported what they discovered. You know what I'm saying? And But you can see, we consider him as someone, he's considered as someone who's, who's the father of not just, you know, uh, 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 scientific methods, but of our modern science. You know, so he gave people, like now today we are launching rockets to space and all that he gave as a platform when it comes to science, but he, he had to fight for that. You know, the system was never allowing him, you know, to, to, to actually uh, 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 bring something that was amazing. And because of that now, even people's minds were limited in really discovering, because these people, they love God's nature. You know, if, even if you look at uh, Johannes Kepler, they love God. They, <laughs> they love God. They, they did this to discover the, the law of the giver. You know what I'm saying? It's not like whatever that they were doing would actually invent new things. Whatever that they invented, it was to discover what already existed and the structure. That's what a science actually is. And the structure of this physical, you know, uh, a world and behavior of these physical things. So it was a problem because the system never allowed him, but he had gold, you know, and for the gold that he had, he gave glory to God because he believed that God gave him the ability to do so. So, but he fought. Regardless of what happened, he fought. He never gave up. Even though he was not allowed, but he, he never gave up. But you can understand, imagine going against, you know, the whole empire and how much does it take? The government is against you. The soldiers are against you. You are a target. You know, all the time your life is under a threat. But these guys, they fought hard. So let's come back home. And let's talk about Pixel Ka Isakaseme. Now this is the guy, Pixel Ka Isakaseme. I was born around 1881. A.D. June uh, 1951, he passed away, and he's considered as one 
was one of the first black lawyers in South Africa. So he actually, they had their own, you know, uh, uh, um, office. They, he established his office with uh, Alfred uh, Mangena. And these guys were too much. Because <laughs> I've actually read in terms of their lives, I've, I've read so much. Alfred Mangena was, was just, uh, it was too much, man. You know, the stuff that these guys, they taught, and being young, and this guy, he got to a point when he was down. Obviously, the study says he was not faithful with finances. Uh, he didn't treat his clients you know, in the right way. It, it reminds me of David one day when he went down. But this guy, he, 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 he got himself up. You know what I'm saying? And um, so, he... He is considered as the, as the founder and the president of African National Congress. That's actually ANC, a ruling party in South Africa. And that was able to rule, you know, to, to, to get South Africa out of apartheid. We can actually say that, you know, party actually conquered uh, apartheid because they fought. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they fought. And so one of the things that you learn about now... Um, Pixel Gasseme, because it's reading when, when it comes to his life, this guy's fault. The system was never, you know, uh, for them. It was against them. It was hard. They would be in court and you would be, you know, uh, fighting against laws that were oppressing people, standing for his people, at the same time also highlighting the issues that South African people, you know, also uh, South African native people have. You know, so he, he fought, he fought for this country, that he became the founder of, of, of ANC. And his, um, his, his uncle was actually John Langalibale Ledube, who was a church leader. And, but what I'm saying is, I love it because these people, they couldn't do it in their own. That's one thing that I'm noticing. Life was so hard, there were times when they were down, but because they believe in God. They couldn't do it in their own, but they believed in God and they made a story. They made a story that will inspire people even in hundred years to come. You know what I'm saying? And now, will you decide your story by trusting in God or will your situation decide what story will you have? And that's why we said, you know, with God, there's no way that you will live without purpose. You will make it. These people, they made it. Even today, they passed a long time ago. You know, uh, 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 their bones right now, they're not even aware of life. You know, but we're still aware of them because of their great works and because of their trust in the Lord. Even uh, a King Martin Luther, he got to a point where he wanted to give up. And one night where he encountered God and who knows what would have happened if God never showed up. Because it speaks about the fact that he lost courage, he had no strength, and he was a leader. So he had now to look like he had strength, but he was finished. And there was no other way to turn to, but to turn to God. And that day, he encountered God. He actually made a sermon out of that. And these are the people that have changed our world. If you look at people like Nelson Mandela and all, they have been educated by the church. You know what I'm saying? I know most of the times we think about the church as only being, you know, the Catholic Church, as being these people that will colonize countries and call themselves Christians. But the, we forget about the other churches like, you know, um, 
Methodist Church that educated these missionaries, that educated these South African people. Pixel Gassem was actually educated by the church. You know what I'm saying? If you look at Alfred Mangena, he was educated also by the missionaries. You know, they got the opportunity through the missionaries. You know what I'm saying? So, this is very important. That you can't live your life with no purpose. You have to tend to God like King Martin Luther. You have to tend to God and trust God. And because of this, we have come to the end of the show. I'm going to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now at this moment. Right now at this moment. So don't forget next week, our, our show, the next one would also be coming out and Musa will be here. So if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can pray this prayer. Say, Dear Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I confess with my mouth, believe with all my heart. That you are the son of God, raised from the dead, taken to heaven. And right now, you are seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for me. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Amen. Hope you stay blessed. Like what you're listening to? Follow us on Gap and Twitter at ActiveFM, Instagram at ActiveFM777, and Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM.